Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back in the locker room and it's uh, it's game plan time, Wolf. Yes, it, it is. is. It is time to look ahead officially to the game that will take place at one o'clock in Highmark Stadium up there in Buffalo, New York, more specifically Orchard Park, or as we affectionately know it as the Land of Wolf. Um <laughs> you know, Wolf, when we look back and, and and here's the first part of it. Last year's season opener was the last time we played the Buffalo Bills. We won that game by a score of twenty three to sixteen in Buffalo. Now some key moments to remember in this game. We were down ten zip at half against the Buffalo Bills in this in this contest last year. Well, it's not as bad uh, as one hundred and twenty six to nothing as Cumberland was. That is true. <laughs> we are no Cumberland. The only thing I the only thing Cumberland I remember is Cumberland Farms, and it was a uh, it was a Southern <laughs> gas station back in the day, uh, and we were not Cumberland, and uh, we did not fold our football team, uh, unlike them. And I'm sure some guys. Uh, have party like frat boys, but are not that many frat boys on the squad. Um, mm. And we have more than 13 players. Uh, but, you know, some some of the things to remember, some of the key numbers, <clears throat> we had three rookies starting on the offense that at, in that game, making their debuts as Pittsburgh Steelers. Dan Moore, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. Mm. Najee, when he came out of his first game, ran ran actually 16 for 45 um, in that contest. Had a catch for four yards. Uh, Pat Fryermuth had one catch for 24 yards. Um, and Deontay Johnson, five for 36 and one touchdown. Chase Claypool, three catches, 45 yards. Uh, some of the key moments. Miles Killebrew blocked the punt that was recovered for a touchdown, right? Right. That happened in the fourth quarter. That UG three got the the ball and ran it in. There we go. Ulysses, Ulysses Gilbert, Gilbert the third. Yeah, that's right, old general. Uh, but uh, but also defensively, this was this was something that I think has to carry over. Is that you have to sack and affect Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and in that game, T.J. Watt had two sacks. Cam had a sack. But more importantly, 
TJ, Cam, and Devin all forced fumbles in that game as well. So three forced fumbles against Josh Allen. Josh lost one of those. Um, that was a time when we could actually run a base four-man rush mm-hmm. and, yep. that, and commit guys into the zone. We are going to have to be a little more creative. I think we're going to have to take a page from the Dolphins' playbook um, in this matchup. But that is, that, that's how we ended up winning that game, 23-16. Because Josh Allen, here, tail of the tape, right? 30 of 51. He threw the ball 51 times in that game when I was expecting them to run a lot more. Um, threw for 270 yards in a TD. He was sacked three times. And like I said, he lost a fumble, but he fumbled twice. He also ran nine times for 44 yards in that game. Devin Singletary had 11 rushes for 72 yards. Stephon Diggs, nine catches, 69 yards. Gabe Davis, two catches, 40 yards in a tutty. Dawson Knox, four catches for 41 yards. And the big thing in this game, I think, which is going to have to carry over, which we can't do from Sunday, um, is that was one of only five games last season <clears throat> where we did not turn the ball over as an offense. <laughs> Turnovers are everything, man. You know it. They are everything. And, and that's, how, that's how you defeat – that's how you defeat a a Titan, right? You know, yep. this is this is when you're thinking about the odds are stacked against you. These are the things special teams must come to play. Defense must come to play and offense must come to play in this contest. And you've got to limit your own self-inflicted wounds. So turnovers, penalties, pre-snap penalties. I'm even going to put it in Ooh, a separate man. category because yeah. some in-game penalties – that happens. That's, that's gameplay, and that's depending on the referee's mood that day. But pre-snap is something that you can affect. Jumping off sides, right? right? Ineligible receivers downfield. Right. All of those things matter. Um, so that is my preview of what it, of what it is um, from last year and what has to carry over this year. What are some of the notes and some of the things that you're looking at? Well, what I'm looking at is – uh-oh. 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 I think we, we have a flash report. I do believe. Uh-oh. Breaking Junior news. Junior Cub reporter. Breaking news <laughs> from the SNR news desk. Bills head coach Sean McDermott has just announced that safety Jordan Poyer and tight end Dawson Knox will not play this Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Wesley Euler at the SNR news desk. Max, Max and Wolf, back to you. Wow. That's big. Whoa. You know that is. I love that breaking news music. You know, I mean, it's like whoa, it is. What's it's great. It's, I mean, it's world news tonight. I That's mean, right. What, what can you say? All right, but it's, it just it's sounds S- so official. It's SNR news today, is what it is. You know what I it mean? It is. But think about it that. Is. Dawson Knox and his. Uh, he's got 11 receptions for 110 yards. He's out. I tell you, I I got a lot of respect for Dawson Knox. He's one of those guys who's got a lot of ability. He can block at the point of attack. He's good on the backside. He's a good pass catcher. Um, you know, I mean, he's just – he's a capable tight end. Yeah, no, he he is. And and I think this that 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 bodes well for us when we're Boy, thinking about how how we can affect that secondary. Now you can be a little more aggressive um, in the secondary. Even though the wind is going to be an issue, you got to fight the wind. But at least you don't have to fight the wind and Jordan Poyer. And who, and his four what, interceptions, what, you know? I mean, this yeah, guy's... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, this guy's very capable. Matter of fact, uh, who's it? Pat McAfee said he'd donate a million bucks if he intercepted 12? Yeah. 
Is it, did I get that yeah. right? Pat McAfee? Yeah. 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 If he, if he, if he got to 12 interceptions this year, cause he's just basing it off of the pace, he would donate a million dollars to charity. So, wow. um, that's a well, this number. will be one less opportunity. This will be one yeah. less opportunity for him to do that. Just saying. Absolutely. Uh, but he's already got four, Max. I mean, this guy, here's the thing. Micah Hyde, he's already out. Jordan Poyer, I thought it was one of the two uh, high-quality safety tandems uh, in the league is what I, how I viewed these guys. Yeah, no, I, I, I would put him right up there. I mean, you know, I, I want to say NFL.com did, did kind of a power rankings of, of uh, defenses. Okay. And uh, Buffalo, I believe, came in second. And so I think, you know, like you said, not having Micah Hyde and kind of probably thinking that Jordan Poirier would be available and him not being available, you said, you, you, you mentioned four on the year and interceptions, but, you know, he's got three career interceptions versus the Steelers from his time with the Browns to the Bills as well. Right. Right. So I mean, this is something where he's he's a he's he's a half interceptioner type of guy, just about. <laughs> so I don't I I don't I I don't mind that he is not going to be in this game. I'm glad that he got ruled and confirmed while we were on air, and that Wesley Euler could break that for us. Thank you, Junior Cub reporter, for uh, SNR Studios. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean this defense, you know, had a lot. He was actually one of my kind of uh newsworthy thing so it, i can now t- i can now scratch that off the list yes Wolf, about things i'm watching on this game well so think about oh i'm sorry max go ahead finish no no, no. so 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 i mean so you look at that now now the defense has to i think be a little bit even more aggressive than they normally would knowing that your back half is uh is injured as it is indeed i mean the bills have the top ranked pass defense they are probably top five in almost every category but one and that would be in third down conversions. They're nineteenth. All right. If they have yeah. an Achilles heel, uh, defensively speaking, it seems to originate or seem to show up on third downs. You know, and that's going to be interesting to me because one of the one of the bright spots that that you could say from the first half to the second half last week was the fact that instead of being one for six in the first half as they were on third down conversions being the Steelers. They were five of six with Kenny at the quarterback in the second half. And third down conversions have been huge. They've been a problem. You know, at one point where they were four of 15, you know, in one game and, you know, so forth or over the last six quarters. You know, the fact is we've struggled. The Steelers have struggled in converting third downs. And with Kenny, there's an opportunity probably because he runs a little bit more and he used his legs to be able to convert some. But at the same time, I look at Jordan Jordan Poyer being out. He's had nine interceptions over the last 17 games. That guy is a ball hawk. That guy's got some real ability. So he's not going to be there on the back end, which bodes well for the Steelers, as you said. Well, yeah. So you think about that. Now Jordan Poyer, NFL leader in interceptions, by the way. I, I, I didn't get to say that earlier with four. Oh, yes. But you pair that with Tredavious White and Micah Hyde being out. Um, that 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 does play into it when you're talking about that defense because this is a defense that I don't know if if you knew that their 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 nine takeaways are now third third ranked third in the NFL and they have a six point one percent interception rate. Woo! So they Yikes. intercept six percent of passes thrown in the sky, 
And that is the highest percentage in the entire NFL. So, ouch. ouch. So, yeah. So, that's not good, but good because you've taken away one of those guys that make that 6.1% a real number. Um, you know, and so we'll see, you know, how, how that progresses. But that's definitely now something you could take advantage of. And like you said, you've got to stay on schedule mm. if you're the Steelers. You can't get backed up behind the sticks on third downs. You've got to make every play count in the positive to zero category. You could not take negative plays in this game. I know it's an inevitability because, you know, you paid a lot of money for those guys on the other side of the ball that you're going up against. So they're going to have to win somehow. But for the Steelers, efficiency and taking care of the football are things one and two on the priority list. Let me ask you, what do you think? You know, the the Steelers, or I'm sorry, the um, Bills, they blitzed Lamar Jackson and the Ravens uh, nine times in 42 dropbacks last week, okay? Now, given the fact you got a rookie making his first start, you're in your home environment. Um, you're down your top two safeties. Uh, you've got some other guys banged up as well. What do you think um, the over-under for blitzing is going to be? I'm a, I'm going to go – if I'm them – and you're talking about just straight dropbacks, right? Not right. run-down blitzes, no, but we're just, we're just passing talking blitzes. Yeah. yeah. 50%. 50%. I'm wondering about that I'm, myself because – let me ask you this. You think you think it'd be it's going to be over the nine that they blitz Lamar Jackson? I would think so. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, no absolutely. You're, you're gonna want you're gonna want to put pressure on until otherwise proven. Well, yeah. Now, if, now, if, now, if they run blitzes six times up to that point, and Kenny's beating them on four out of six, five out of six right. of those blitzes, yeah. Then, yeah, you're gonna pull off. You're gonna pull but the dogs off. I think I think the intent is there to blitz him, just like I think for the Steelers. You have to blitz Josh Allen. You're going to have to. Because we saw what it did to him in the Miami game, right? Dolphins kept kept piling it on, and you could see Josh Allen getting irritated with it, you know, because he's getting pressure. He's getting hit. He's getting hit early. He's getting hit late. He He just – he was frustrated by the amount of blitzing, and that led to how he lost his cool, and you could see – the percentage, his completion percentage dipped in that game. He was right in the high 60s, almost at 70%. He was at, what, 74% going into that game. Yeah. And then it dropped into the 60s because of that game. So I think it's something you have you have to take that into consideration, especially when you're looking at where the cracks are and, and what otherwise is an MVP caliber candidate in Josh Allen, and it's pressure. Pressure must happen, and now we have to manufacture it with the fifth guy because you don't have TJ, and the defensive line is going to need a little bit of help there. So you're going to have to use some of your support pressures or whether you're running some stuff out of the base defense, out of the 3-4, and you're bringing five naturally, but you've got to get that fifth man in there, and you've got to get him in there quick as a hug, a guy off the edge, whether it's slot like Arthur Millette, Miles Killebrew right. type of players off the edge. You have to insert the fifth man into this to take advantage and not allow. Because if Josh Allen just sits there and you allow him to oh, do what he does, kill you. pick you apart. Yeah. And if you get on those pre-designed rollouts and you're not you're not key, keen on your run keys, he's going to tuck it and go, and he's going to make you pay for it. Well, the thing is, he is the leading rusher for the Buff Bills. I mean, he's got yes. 30 for 183. He's got a 6.1 yard average, 20 long, and two TDs on the ground. That's on the ground alone. He's got 10 TD passes 
uh, against three interceptions. I mean, this guy is—he's got over 1,200 yards in passing. You got to—you got to admit this guy is a, a definite MVP caliber type guy. There's no doubt in my mind. Of course, anybody's mind. I mean, it didn't take a genius to recognize that. But I do believe when you have the opportunity to put him on the ground, even at 6'5", 240 pounds, which he's a big guy, you got to do so and do so uh, to the utmost of your abilities because you got to—you got to have a lingering smackdown on him. You got to be able to kind of kind of dent his confidence a little bit yeah absolutely i mean this is this is the idea this is the name of the game pressure is the name of the game pressure 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 i think is going to be the calling card for both of these teams in this game oh i hear the squeaker i know i know he 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 he, he, he's now perturbed i mean I've been ignoring him for an hour and 20 minutes. Right. And and, and he wants to go up. out. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Oakley wants to go out, so we're going to step aside and take a break. Because <laughs> what Oakley says, we do on this show. <laughs> because if not, the squeaker is going to keep bothering us. But let's step aside for a second. I just want to let everybody know, hey, if, if, if you want to listen to this show and you might not be in, in your car listening to it live in Pittsburgh – you can find us anywhere, and you can also go on Alexa and right there in your smart speaker at the house and say, hey, Alexa, play SNR Radio on iHeart, and it'll pop up our show. It could pop up any of our other numerous shows on the, uh, on the SNR lineup, but uh, it's just that easy. Alexa will take care of the rest. So when we come back, there'll be no squeaking and squawking when we come back <laughs> as we continue to break down the Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers matchup this Sunday here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, we have to just continue to play better. You know, Coach talked to you guys about it before. I mean, it's our offense. We're not, we're not, hadn't been scoring enough points. And, you know, you make a change, but it's not all a reflection of quarterback play. Obviously, we obviously try to do what guys like to do. We're going to focus on what everybody does well, we hope. And there might be tweaks here, a route that Mitch liked, that Kenny likes different. But as a grand, you know, big picture, it's going to be the same place. You have to execute better and play better all the way around. All right, that was uh, Steelers OC Matt Canada. Talk about the game plan. And, Wolf, I think we can all agree we don't score enough points just yet. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of an obvious one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Hey, meaningful insight there. Then I know Matt Canada is good about coach speak um, when he has his media availabilities every Thursday. Him and Terrell Austin, both the coordinators, usually speak on Thursdays for the Steelers. Um, When you're making the game plan menu – for Kenny, how different do you think it looks for Kenny versus Mitch? Do you think they're going to hold some things back, or do you think everything's available to him as it was Mitch? That's interesting because I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, we've heard different differing accounts. You know, do they have the ability to audible in all situations? Do they have the ability to, um, you know, be able to? Uh, change things like Ben used to, and I don't think so. You know what I mean? I don't think he's got that uh, 
that ability to change everything at any point in time. Uh, you, you know, but Kenny's going to go in with probably, I would think, a uh, a, a good sized menu. Um, he's a very intelligent guy. I mean, when you when you talk to Kenny, you really get an opportunity to understand this, this is a bright guy. This is nobody that uh, he, he's not overwhelmed by the moment by by any shape or form that I can tell. This is uh, you know this is simply who he is, and he goes about his business. And the thing that I love is I've heard him say it over and over again. The only thing that's changed my routine is I get reps with the ones, not the twos. You know, and that to me in my mind says, okay, this is a guy who understands what it takes to be a pro. He's got uh, probably most of, if not all, the playbook at his disposal. His ability, um, again, I would probably think that uh, he's not got the ability to create and to audible out of any situation, such as uh, you know Ben was last year, obviously. But certainly, I think the more you can keep him moving in the pocket, where he's not just sitting all all the time. I mean, obviously, you got to have some straight dropbacks, right? But his ability yeah. to throw on the move, whether he's rolling left or right and be able to do so with accuracy is pretty darn good. And everything that I remember from him in the preseason, watching him in practice and up at training camp, says to me that his mobility is going to be a huge factor, whether it's running, actually running with the ball or moving in the pocket and staying alive and being able to create from that. Yeah, I I, I think that is that's, that's spot on. I think that's what you have to do. Um, because it's it's been it's now put on display. You know the world knows it's out there. If you watch the game on Sunday, you watch the second half. So get Kenny comfortable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get him get him in the zone. I know we always talk about this, and a lot of teams always preach, "Oh, get him into a ri- throwing in a, in a throwing rhythm early to gain rapport." But you know there there there's a method to that madness that you hear. Because when you go on the road and you're in a hostile environment, and Buffalo will be without a shadow of a doubt a hostile environment. Let's say I mean, very. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's face it. They they warm up in the parking lot, diving into <laughs> tables like they're the Dudley Thank boys. You. From, Thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like like th- this is not a normal. Th- no. This is not you know a normal town. No, that's that 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 has football fans. No, this is a foot a a football place with a buffalo problem, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like that's just your town is very unique in in that sentiment. I I put it up there with Green Bay. Let me say this: Remember when it was rumored John Bon Jovi was trying to buy the Bills and that he was going to move it to another place? And in Western yeah. New York, in all the bars, they refuse to play Bon Jovi music, and, and, which which is always a big hit in Western New York, right? But as soon as oh. John Bon Jovi was rumored to be taking the Buff Bills out of Buff, uh, they they're not going to have it. You know, I mean, they were they were revolting right from the get go. So that's the type of town that you're facing here. Don't mess with those Bills. No, exactly. I mean, and I think wasn't it like Toronto? Would he try to move it to Toronto? Yeah, across Toronto. The yeah, just up in yeah up, up in Canada. Yeah, Ca- Canada. Yes, uh, where they have the, was it pink dollars? Is that what they're? I'm not sure what dollars? it is. It's uh, it's very yeah. fancy though. It, it is a very, very fancy and proper thing. And the funny thing is, is that Buffalo play you know used to play the Toronto series. I remember playing in Toronto 
a couple of times against Buffalo. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's fervor there, but it's like, no, no, no. It's the Buffalo Bills, not the Toronto Bills. <laughs> it will always be the Buffalo Bills, the large prairie animal Bills. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, like, that's just what they are. Um, but I think one of the other things that uh, that is also indicative of why you want to get Kenny Pickett into a rhythm early is because it presents a two-dimensional approach for the team. And when you can stay as two-dimensional as right. possible, that is what kind of limits or too, or puts too many things on the Buffalo's plate for what they want to do. You know, it's easy when it gets pared down, right? When I get a couple of things I can focus on where I know they have to pass – and put and, and that gives us better chances for pass rush or interception rate. But if they're running it and they feel confident running it, and when we get into third downs and it's third and medium to short, I now have to either plan for a run blitz or some type of quick pass defense. That's when it gets tough as a defense, and especially when you're talking about a secondary that's down some pieces. Right. That's where I really like it. So if you get Kenny on the move early – Get some nice, nice short throws, some quick throws in and out, boom, 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 bang, bang type plays. Now that puts the defense on his heel. So I, I agree with that assessment. I think it has to be getting him on the move, getting him some different looks where he can use the run pass option or RPO as we like to call it, um, and and he can really press those edges of that defense. But the offensive line also has to do their job and make sure they're they're hooking those edges and they're blocking up those those pass rushers because they they have they have a plenty of them they do indeed but as i look at this defense one of the things that stood out right away was that they play their nickel a lot i mean they they they, they're just they don't they think they got the personnel within their their defensive grouping and nickel that they can basically account for almost anything and the three the three perform actually the four guys that i thought were most impressive number one is matt milano i mean he's the leading tackler this guy he's only six foot 223 but man, what a smart ball player! You, he's very difficult to fool. And then you got Tremaine Edmonds, Terrell's brother, that is in the middle, and he is a remarkable. I mean, he's six five, two fifty. That's a big, high hipped inside linebacker. That's surpri- surprising that he can survive it at six five, being that tall. You know, he does a great job. But uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were the two other guys that I thought really stood out, and they're both out. So that's a relief, but Milano and Edmonds, they were the guys that really jump out at me besides, of course, Von Miller. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, is a, it is a good group. And like you said, Matt Milano, all he does is tackle. Yeah. I mean, the kid, the kid can, he can cover in space too. I think that's the other thing you're talking about when a guy has to carry tight ends off the line of scrimmage um, or you're picking them up in the zone coverage. Like – he does a really good job. Like you said, Vaughn coming off the edge. I think Greg Rousseau as well is another one mm-hmm. that brings great edge pressure. Ed Oliver, I, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, poor man's Aaron Donald, which is still not not a very bad, but he he's his own. So I'll give Ed the respect to say that Ed is a very good defensive tackle that knows how to penetrate, knows how to create pressure. Uh, you know, and Tremaine, we'll see if he can go. But when, when Tremaine can go, he's a thumper. Yeah. He's a guy that's he he he's he's a he's a hole plugger and a a run a run lane clogger. And so you pair that and then of course it, it'll be interesting to see 
in the secondary who comes up because, like you said, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier out for this game. So the safeties are going to be manned by some very relatively young and experienced guys. Um, you know, Kyrie Ilum has gotten the uh, has gotten the bump back as well, um, not starting. And so, yeah, they, they've got they've got some work to do um, in the in in the aspects of looking at where they're going to be as a team um defensively in the secondary but I feel like that's the area where if you get guys in, in, in on the run you're going to really test that nickel defense because like you said their nickel carries with base personnel it carries with big personnel mm-hmm. like they have no qualms about running them out there or keeping them out there there's no big substitution changes unless it's for a break but the the front itself they can be multiple within that front so I, I, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be something that's going to be an issue because uh, the nickel in that is is a guy by the name of Teron Johnson. Now, Teron Johnson, I was just gonna say that yeah. guy there is the one guy I forgot to mention. But go ahead. Yeah. So so he's your nickel. So instead of having three linebackers, Teron Johnson comes in and he's about five eleven, just under two bills, but he plays big. Yeah. He knows how to hit. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of Arthur Millette, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of – but he plays like Miles Killebrew. Didn't so he? So that gives you kind of a thing. Yep. Wasn't he the guy that picked sixth uh, Ben last year? Was uh, that two years ago? That was two years ago. Okay. All right. That was two years ago. They're, okay. Yeah, because we, we, we didn't have a turnover last year. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was two years ago. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, so this group, I mean, it, it it's, uh, it, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough task. I mean, you know, you know, Christian Benford not being, uh, being on the, that injury report now moves Kyrie Elam back in to that starting lineup if he can't go. Um, so, you know, you got Dane Jackson on the other side mm-hmm. at the other corner, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, I don't even know who's going to be. Is it what, um, uh, I'm trying to think, what's his name? Uh, Jaquan, Jaquan Johnson, Jaquan Johnson oh, the, and Demar Hamlin are going to be the two safeties. Oh yes, yeah. Poirier can't go, and of course Micah Hyde is not going. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know anything about about those two. Um, Hamlin seems you know, to be pretty good. You know, I mean he's a decent talent. Hamlin, yeah. You know he's he he kind of reminded me a little bit of Arthur Mullet too. You know, just one of those guys that he can play yeah. close to the line of scrimmage. He can play back off the line of scrimmage, um, but. The fact that Jordan Poyer and Mike Hyde aren't there, that that is so big. That is really big. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hamlin is decent, but he's what I call a jag, right? I mean, he's just a guy. He's a jag. Not, not, I, see, yeah, he's yeah, actually, I knew you were going to do that. That's wrong. You're so Pittsburgh. You're so Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's other acronyms. There's other acronyms. J A G. Just a guy. Just a guy. Yeah. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Never mind. <laughs> Forget it. I Y K Y K. That's it. That's right. Okay. Wesley, what what is I Y K Y K? If you know, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, um, no, but 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 it, it but once again. I want to make sure we're also setting the expectations correctly for this right. game as well, Wolf. This is a tough game. Oh, yeah. We're not expected to win this game because we are 14-point underdogs, as so decreed by the men in Vegas. Yes. Um, or, I'm sorry, the people in Vegas um, and their lights that still run bright, even from, you know, a space shuttle. 
So they don't make accidents when they do these, but they can be wrong from time to time. Um, if the Steelers want to win this game, we're, we're talking about what it would take to potentially win this game. It's going to be tough. A rookie making his first start in a place like Buffalo is not the, play, is not the ideal location you want to start your career on. But if you don't blink in the eye of pressure and you can perform, not, not, not have turnovers, and accept the pressure that they're going to bring you and overcome it, yes. If you can get through what is, seems to be a very tough offense to penetrate and make things tough and make life tough on Josh Allen, yes, all those things give you a shot. It does not guarantee victory. And I know people are like, oh, man, you know, listen to our show. Oh, you guys sound like, oh, no, no. We're, we're football analysts. This is what we do. But we also know what can be done. The impossible can be made possible. Yes. So I just want to make sure people are understanding those expectations. But, Wolf, we're going to step aside for one last segment coming up. One more, uh, you say. One more. One more. One more before the weekend for us, at least. I mean, everybody else, please stay at work until you're supposed <laughs> to get off work. Don't leave when we leave. I mean, you can leave for lunch, but go back uh, if you actually have a place of, of work. But, uh, yeah, when we come back, we'll, we'll put a bow on this and finish up our analysis uh, here on In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas here on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That, to me, is always uh, predicated on if our Ford's getting good. If they're getting good pressure and good rush, you don't have to add. Uh, but if, if we're struggling or some things aren't going correct, you know, the way we want them, then, then you have to think about add, adding extra to the rush uh, to try to, you know, close up some lanes, get a little pressure, get the quarterback a little bit uncomfortable. But that's always a, to me, that's more game decision. Here's what's happening. Here, how do we adjust? How do we make it better? Well, that was defensive coordinator for the Steelers, Terrell Austin, talking about pressure, Wolf. You talk about pressure? Yeah, pressure. Pressure. Hey, it's huge. You know, the ability to make Josh Allen have to do things that he doesn't want to do is going to be one of the biggest things you can do. And one of the greatest things they were able to do last year, if you watched the film, in pressuring Josh was moving the fronts and bringing guys, you know, with a little bit of zone blitz or whatever. You drop somebody, you move somebody, and then you run twists. And you confuse the offensive line, which they were able to do last year and be able to get home with a number of different looks. And it's a difficult thing because everybody's got to be detailed and buttoned up on their uh, their assignments. You know, when you get into a situation like that and the ability to communicate in a hostile environment, defensively speaking, we always talk about the offense communicating, you know, making sure that they're able to communicate and get, uh, you know, things done. But defense, that's, that's just as big, the communication and being on the same page, defensively speaking, especially when you're trying to button down the details of certain blitz situations. You can't afford to have one guy not getting the call. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody has to be screwed in. And, and when you think about trying to overcome the issues that you have, discipline 
is what you have to rely right. on. You ha- you must fall back on discipline. And Kenny Pickett kind of said this, and I've been hearing this phrasing kind of around the league and some of the different interviews I've done. Um, talking about the one eleventh. What does that mean? I was like, here, everybody has to be there has to be the one eleventh. Hmm. They have to be there one eleventh. Well, the one eleventh means I need to do my job. I am one of eleven parts on given side of the ball at any given time and I can't do more than my 111th I need to do my 111th whatever that is I have to do that and trust that the other 10 are going to do their 111th so that we make a hole and so you hear that and it comes down to that simple win at your job and trust that everybody else will win at their job and now we can all win at our job right. at that same time. And that's what it comes down to. You can't play hero ball. You know, Cam talked about it in the post-press game conference um, and for the Jets game on Sunday about guys being disciplined and detail-oriented. And that I don't think that's a finger pointed at anybody particularly. I think that's a point inward to then project outward about he could probably admit that there's some things he can do better. Oh, he's always and, talking about that. You know, I mean, yeah, ex- he's, always exactly. pointing the th- he's always pointing the thumb at himself first and then, you know, because yeah. he is that type of leader. Yeah, and, and so, you, but you hope that resonates with everybody else that's listening or guys that might hear about it. And it also carries itself over to the practice field. So if guys can focus on doing their 111th, Things can move faster. Things can be better accomplished because I don't know about you, Wolf, but I would like to know that if I'm driving on a road in my car and I know that once I get five miles down this road, there's this huge obstacle in one of the lanes and I can swerve around it before I get there versus... I know it's there, and I completely don't pay attention. I stay in that lane, and I go over this humongous obstacle, or I run into this obstacle, right? Mm -hmm. That's what comes for pre-planning. So if I'm a linebacker, I know I have the B-gap, and if the B-gap then suddenly gets covered up because somebody's jumped in there, that's me running into an obstacle. Right. But if I have B-gap responsibility, and the guy's in the A and the guy's in the C, guess what? I have no choice but to do my job because the other lanes are covered. I just need to do my job and cover my lane. That's what it comes down. You have to be able to play within those costumes. Now, there's opportunities where you freestyle, right? I mean, Minka get, gets that carte blanche. Right. Troy Palamalu had that carte blanche with me. Um, you see there's certain guys, but they also know the defense so well that they're just simply there to fill a need in that moment. And so you can't knock the instincts, but at the end of the day, you have to do your 111th. Unquestionably so. Yeah, and you got to keep it as basic as that. Don't don't get – too many guys look too far ahead. They try to jump to the next play before their, their play is done. And you've got to just make sure stay in the pocket, do your job just like you talked about. I always think of Belichick going down the sidelines, <laughs> pointing each guy, just do your job, do your job, do your job. That's – you know, that's focusing on that 111th. One of the things that stood out to me that I just got to throw out there, Max, was 
the the unbelievable third quarter success the Bills have. I mean, they scored 44 yeah. points in the third quarter and have not given up any points in the third quarter. They've scored 63 points in the second half alone and only given up seven. There's something uncanny about what the Buff Bills do uh, in the first half versus the second half. Well, it's called halftime adjustments, Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, the secret. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to like set this up, okay? You know, what I mean, we <laughs> being the, in the biz, okay? We as professionals, <laughs> the biz, the exactly. Biz. That just that just sounds like it's so cool. Like it's a clubhouse yeah. where you yeah, got a I know, to really. go to ring, but, and it's yeah. not. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it is not. <laughs> but the the halftime adjustments, they are, they do a good job of doing it. No, absolutely. I think think that that that's that's the big differentiator. They learn from their mistakes because, like you said, that Baltimore game is a prime example. Right, you're down, and then you come back from that deficit in the second half and take the lead. Like they do a great job as a team of scheming about what you sent out there to them, and them setting you up for it, but knowing how to counter it when it happens. And so I think that is just a tremendous, you know, nod to what the Buffalo Bills do. They're a team that does not make the same mistake twice. And I think that's what you have to kind of be ready for is that this team is going to do some things. And, you know, Leslie Frazier's been at it for a long time, Wolf. Yes. Leslie has has been, you know, head coach, interim head coaches, coordinator, long time. He has a great mind and a great feel. He understands what the adjustments are. Ken Dorsey is a guy that is, uh, you know, cutting his stripes. I mean, now he's not too far removed from when he lost it up in the booth. Uh, <laughs> did you see that at the I end did. of the Miami game? That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. He, he, you know, he's a far cry from that. But they've been doing a great job, and Sean McDermott really gets those guys going. Um, so it, it's going to be a tough task come Sunday. Um, it's one that is going to be rough. But you know what? This is the debut of the Kenny Pickett era here in Pittsburgh. Let's go, um, Kenny! But – but doing it in Buffalo. So Stop next it, time you yeah, oh. <laughs> So now that we're here in this moment, Wolf, the next time you will hear these beautiful melodic pipes from you and I will be on Sunday with <laughs> Billy Hillgrove and Missy Matthews uh, doing the game live in Buffalo. But we want to thank everyone for tuning in today and every day. Steelers Nation, you're wonderful. Remember, if you miss any of our shows, you can go download it along with any of our other SNR podcast lineups, The Standard, The Blitz, The Steelers Weekend Review, Game Day Podcast coming out on Sunday with Bob Labriola and Mike Tomlin. This is Max Starks. That is Mr. Craig Wolfley. You've been in the locker room with Wolf and Starks. And have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Stop it, Kenny. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.